Welcome to the Joy Joya podcast, where jewelry is joy and everyone is encouraged to add more polish and sparkle to the world with topics ranging from marketing tips to business development, best practices and beyond. This is the go-to podcast for ambitious jewelry industry dreamers like you. Hi, I'm your host, Larissa Worstiak. Through this podcast, I aim to empower and inspire jewelry entrepreneurs and professionals so they can thrive while adding more beauty to the world. I'm passionate about digital marketing for jewelry brands, and I'm excited to share my passion with you. As we all know, jewelry is joy, so I'll gladly seize any opportunity to talk about it. This is episode 184, and I'm doing something a little bit different today. So for a while now, I've been wanting to add another episode format to this podcast and publish twice weekly instead of once per week. As a business owner and someone who closely studies the jewelry industry as well as the brands within it, I feel like I have a lot to say and contribute that doesn't necessarily match the format of my other episodes where I share news updates, my marketing tips, interviews with my special guests. So this first episode is the launch of a brand new weekly segment called The Gold Mine, which is a more intimate, personal, and brief take from me about a topic of my choosing, but typically in the categories of entrepreneurship, growth, mindset, as well as my personal observations about the industry. Since many of you out there listening and watching don't know me personally, I figured I'd give a deeper, more comprehensive introduction into how I became the owner of Joy Joya, which is the digital marketing agency for jewelry brands, as well as the creator and host of this podcast and the author of the book, Jewelry Marketing Joy. Hopefully this will help you connect with me more and I would love for this to be a dialogue and I wanna hear your thoughts and feedback and what you have to say as well. So many people, when they first meet me, they often ask, how did you become involved in this niche in the jewelry industry? Well, unlike a lot of other people in this industry who I meet, I certainly did not start out in this industry and I don't have family roots in it. My first passion in life is actually writing. I studied writing, both creative and professional writing in college, and then went went on to get a master of fine arts degree in creative writing. During that time, I really immersed myself in the art of communications and storytelling. But when I graduated with my MFA, that was 2009, which if you can remember back then was kind of the ongoing financial crisis and recession that had started in 2007. Before I had graduated school, especially in that really crazy time, my dream had always been to work in media, either for a print magazine or a book publishing company. Those were really where I thought my career was going to be headed. But 2009, in addition to it being the ongoing financial crisis and recession, marked a huge shift in traditional media to digital media. Prior to that time in the late 2000s, people still read things like magazines and newspapers. 
But right around that time, social media platforms began to emerge and gain users and popularity. And this new term, Web 2.0, which had been introduced in 2004 and coincided with the launch of Facebook, that was now in full swing. Twitter was founded in 2006. Instagram was launched in 2010. It was a time of massive change in media and in how people consume and share information. And oh boy, did I have trouble finding a job, at least one that was aligned with this dream that I originally had throughout high school, throughout college, and even through grad school. I was very lucky at that time to find a position teaching creative writing part-time at Rutgers University, and I ended up loving it. I had no experience in teaching. I honestly have no idea why the person who hired me put trust into me, this fresh out of grad school graduate with no teaching experience, but it was one of the greatest opportunities that has been given to me, and I took it really seriously. Even though it was a part-time job and I was still looking for other opportunities, I was really hustling between teaching and also teaching part-time at other colleges and universities to make ends meet. Also, while doing the teaching, I was freelance writing and taking on freelance marketing projects, developing marketing content, and working on social media marketing. They were all a natural fit for my storytelling abilities. At some point, I realized that if I was going to take this teaching career seriously and I really wanted to pursue it further, I'd have to publish more work and also probably get my PhD, which the latter of which did not was not super interesting to me. You should also know on top of that, on top of all of this hustling I was doing, the teaching, the writing, the side jobs, at that time, I was just so fascinated by everything Web 2.0. Social media was like the most fascinating thing to me. I was so intrigued. I wanted to know everything about it. I was using all the platforms. I was super curious in a way that, although my peers definitely enjoyed using those platforms to connect with friends, I think I was more like analytical about it and I really wanted to dive in into strategies and how people were using these platforms in an innovative way. They became very serious passions of mine to the point which after a really long day of work and hustling, the thing I would do at night for fun after dinner was I would sit down at my computer and I had a blog at that time that was totally devoted to like social media news, best practices, tips. I was just so interested in it that I wanted to write about these things and connect with others and also learn from others. And thus I shared my content on Twitter and I learned from other people who were active on that platform. And it was just such a passion that I had developed at that time. After a period when I decided I didn't want to go pursue a PhD, I didn't want to focus on teaching, I thought, well, I can definitely continue my career in marketing. I had built up some job experience in my portfolio. I had worked at a pharmaceutical marketing agency in New York as a content marketing person for a small software development company, as well as at an SEO agency that specialized in a niche for reproductive health clinics. So I was able to get exposure in all these different facets of digital marketing, and the more that I immersed myself in it, the more that I loved it. So it was almost super fortunate for me 
to have this difficulty finding a job in 2009 because it forced me to do all of these like contract, part-time, side hustle jobs, but really get exposed to all of these different facets of marketing and storytelling. And that ended up benefiting me in the long run. At some point, I had a quarter life crisis. I decided I wanted to leave New Jersey where I had been living at the time. I was totally sick of winter and needed some more sunshine in my life. So I decided totally out of the blue, I had this like soul calling to move to Los Angeles that I could not explain. It was just a place that really intrigued me and pulled me toward it. But of course I needed a plan. I couldn't just up and leave. I had like pretty steady series of work at that point. Like what was I gonna do? So I needed a plan. I knew I was gonna continue in my marketing career, but in what industry did I wanna be in? I didn't like pharmaceuticals, I didn't really like healthcare, I didn't like technology, and I really had to sit with myself and ask myself, what did I always love? I had always had a passion for jewelry. I was always watching JTV and QVC and just trying to learn about gemstones and jewelry. There was something about it that also really called out to me. I loved immersing myself in all of that education. I also loved the sales presentation experience of those two television channels. And it was so just intriguing to me. So I literally just decided one day, and I remember writing it on the back of a receipt that I was going to move to Los Angeles and work in marketing for jewelry brands. And I believe if I remember correctly, that was in 2015 that I did that and wrote that on a receipt. So before I moved to LA, I had to tie up some loose ends in order to successfully make that big move across the country and leave my job at Rutgers. And so during that transition period, while I was trying to like figure out the strategy behind it and make all those changes, I got a position as a salesperson at a jewelry store. And I worked there for a number of months. I ended up um, working my way up to key holder and I took a training to become a certified diamondologist. So I was working with people who were buying engagement rings and wedding bands. And I also remember that this store had a subscription to JCK that would come in the mail whenever a new issue came out. And I remember seeing the mail on the, ma the store manager's desk one day and the glossy cover, and I was like, what is that? And she's like, oh, that's just like a magazine that we get, we usually just like recycle it. And I saw how beautiful this magazine was, and I'm like, well, if you're gonna recycle it, I'm just gonna take it. And I remember just like flipping through this magazine that I'd never seen before, and I'm like, this is the industry for me. Like, I still don't know a ton about it, and I'm really just going this way by a gut feeling, but I just love everything about this, the magic, the beauty, the emotion, the storytelling, the sparkle, everything. It was for me. So when I did eventually move to Los Angeles, I was able to gain experience working in-house for jewelry brands, for one, as a contractor for a wedding jewelry brand in downtown, in the downtown LA jewelry district, and then a demi-fine jewelry brand in West Hollywood. I was so excited to join the team of that second company, but then really feeling so disappointed because I knew I had all of this 
marketing experience in all of these different facets of marketing. I had like a true natural passion for it, especially, and I had a talent, especially for the storytelling aspect. And I just felt so underutilized there. The existing marketing lead, she really didn't like delegating tasks. I feel like she just wanted to do all the things herself, even though she was so overwhelmed. And so no matter how I would try to encourage her to train me on things or pass off some work to me, I just felt so underutilized in that position and spent so many days just twiddling my thumbs at my desk and trying to brainstorm like new strategies they could potentially do, new ideas and suggesting different things of ways that I could bring my skills and my talents to this company instead of just like being bored all day, to be honest. No surprise, I was let go from that position because they kind of restructured a little bit and decided they didn't need this role filled. Surprise, surprise. I mean, I wasn't really doing anything there anyway, but it was a really big blow to me because I liked this company and I liked the idea of having a marketing role in a company like this maybe with a different culture or a different team, but it was definitely the closest I've felt to having that like career vision that I really wanted. So it was definitely tough for me to get that news. And I remember driving home from my last day at that job and I was like, I think I stopped for like a bubble tea. Like I went to this tea place that I liked and I sat there and again, I had the same kind of moment that I had when I was writing on that receipt and I decided what I was going to do. And I just told myself, like, I don't want to feel underutilized in this way before. Like, I know what my passions and skills are, and I think that I can contribute to this industry in a more <laughs> useful way. So on the side, while I was doing these jobs, I was building my business like very part-time. I had started it in 2016. I had a few smaller clients. So the like foundations and roots of Joy Joya had already been laid while all of this other stuff was happening and I was having this job transition and all of that. But driving home from that job, I thought to myself, it's it's like now or nothing or now or never. Like I'm going to commit to my business. I know I can do this. I know what I love. This is what I came here to do. And this is what I want to do. And that was in 2017. So about a year after I kind of first officially, quote unquote, opened my doors. And it's been since then 100% full commitment to Joy Joya. It is everything to me. I am like more passionate than ever about this industry. And it just like confirms to me why I had this weird gut feeling that I just needed and wanted to do this. So in 2018, I launched this podcast. And in 2020, I wrote and published my book, Jewelry Marketing Joy. And I'm really excited to kind of share this new segment of my podcast where I'll speak more personally again about entrepreneurship, mindset, um, observations about the industry in general in a really more personal way because, and I said this in a recent social media post, I feel like I'm only scratching the surface in my podcast episodes of me and I think there's a lot more of me to offer. So I wanted to create this format to give myself a place to do that and I'm really excited to share it with you. 
Can you relate to anything I mentioned in this episode? I would love to hear your thoughts. Please leave a comment on YouTube or let me know in a podcast review. You can also always email me Larissa, that's L-A-R-Y-S-S-A at joyjoya.com. And thanks for listening or watching. Thanks for listening. Remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode. For more information about working with Joy Joya, visit joyjoya.com, where you can sign up to download our free eBooks about various topics in jewelry marketing.